Hi guys and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. I'm your host Danny, and today I have the pleasure of being joined by Christian Chapman who is an online coach and he is a founder of the Physique Collective as well as well as a coach for the Physique Collective. He, the reason I've got Christian on the podcast is he's a great online coach and he's been coaching for a good while now but he also previously had what we would call a normal job and so can probably you you guys can probably relate to Christian and his journey and I wanted to talk all about online coaching the realities of it and what his journey has looked like as well so Christian is there anything you want to add to that introduction uh that sounds really bad that I'm just gonna go no not really um Dan, Danny explained who I am very well that's pretty much me in a nutshell I coach people that's about it yeah there's more to you than that though really Christian yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get into it we'll get into okay. it so before you were introduced to the world of online coaching what did you do for work so um I've always been a bit of not jack of all trades but like I don't technically have like any qualifications like I did my GCSEs didn't do amazing did my A-levels hated school I passed my A-levels just about didn't go to university, didn't do any college courses or anything like that. And the first kind of like industry I got into was hospitality. So I used to run bars, restaurants, nightclubs, hotels, anything you can think of, wedding venues, stuff like that. And I did that for about seven years. Um, I literally came out of nowhere. My mom actually said, oh, they're hiring at this bar down the road. Why don't you, why don't you go for that? And I was in sixth form at the time. I was like, yeah, whatever, sweet. Didn't know anything about alcohol. And um, you already know this about me. When I, when I get into something, I have to go like extreme. Yeah. So if I like something, I, I need to know everything. And I didn't know anything about alcohol. And that was like embarrassing. So I was like, right, I need to learn everything I can as fast as possible here. So started as a bar back, then I was a bartender. Then I was assistant bar manager, then I was bar manager, then general manager. So it was like, I'm very much, a, I have to get to the top of everything I'm doing, like as fast as possible. Else I just think I'm like going backwards. Yeah. Um, so I did that for a long time, which I definitely think has helped with what I do now, because you talk to thousands of people a week when you work in bars and you get to know loads of different personalities. You understand how to talk to people, how to get something out of someone as well. Um, whilst you're working around people and if you're working with people in the industry like this you need to know how to get the best out of someone and stuff like that so that tends to to help and um, I got completely sick of it um after that seven years and ended up walking out of places before and just like not knowing what to do um literally had no idea what I wanted to do because the next step from there was like have your own bar and I was just like I couldn't think of anything worse because it's just like the stress, like I'm quite a high stress individual. Granted, I've, I've managed to control that a lot better now, but um, that was like the next step. I ended up getting to like the sales side of alcohol and stuff. So I worked for like a, an alcohol retailer selling into bars, restaurants, nightclubs and stuff like that. So I did that for a couple of years, got made redundant with seven days notice, which was fantastic. Um, and obviously, because I had no qualifications, it was like, right, I'm in bars forever, it seems. Um, went back to somewhere within a week and started as a, a, a general manager at a new place in Birmingham. 
stayed there for two weeks and just it was like 3 a.m some dickhead behind the bar spoke to me like shit and I just like you know what I'm just I'm not doing this so walked out never went back um and then fell into the next the next thing which was I ended up selling cars for BMW and Mini um and that was for two and a half years and if you count lockdown it was, it was nearly three and a half years I was there but I didn't work for the last probably like 10 months as I was there and that then progressed into to what I'm doing now because I was building that up from pretty much when I started at BMW Mini so five years ago I'd started like coaching people and then when lockdown hit we can kind of we can get into that as, as it progresses but that was kind of like the the turning point for for the business at that point so that's what I was doing before yeah it's interesting that you've come from a background of working with people and dealing with people and I definitely think that that will have served you well with your transition into online coaching it's like when an online coach comes from a personal training background and they've learned how to deal with people it's a bit like that so you've kind of not had to go through that one-to-one coaching to learn how to deal with people because you've come from a background of dealing with people anyway yeah, it was like it was this kind of same transition from from working in bars and stuff to selling cars. You're speaking to people every day and you're trying to sell them something. Yeah. Okay, Not that, to be honest, I think I'm probably the worst salesman when it comes to, to coaching because I think if you're good at what you do, you don't need to sell. You just show your work and that's your sales pitch essentially. So, um, but I was kind of like that anyway when I worked in car. Like, do you want the car or not? You either like it or you don't. So if you don't like it, say like, you know, and I don't think I was there, uh, kind of what they wanted at the time. But um, but yeah, that's led us on to, to now. Yeah, amazing. And at the time, what, I know you said when you got to the end of sort of working in bars, you didn't want to do that. But at the time, were you happy doing what you were doing? So... When you sent me this question um, last night, I looked at it and I was like, I like, can't wait to answer certain ones of these. Now, I think I've had like a lot of like realisation just even in like, like the last 12 months about like, I class it as like my previous life now because it's like I was a different person then. And at the time, I'm very much a big believer in if, like, if, if something doesn't make you happy, just don't do it. Okay, yeah. I'm, a, I'm an incredibly selfish individual and I'm actually quite proud of that. I think it's a good trait, okay? Like, as long as you're not an arsehole about it, I think it is, it's a good thing. Um, and if I wasn't happy doing something, I would just not do it. So I would just walk out, like, this is not for me anymore. I'm done. I don't want to do things that don't make me happy. I'm not here forever. So I want to be doing things that make me happy. So I think in the moment, yeah, I probably thought I was happy. Um, but when you do something, you find something, you realise, oh, shit, this is what happiness actually is. Like not we've just worked but like you know personal life and, and relationships and stuff like that you think you're happy at the time until you look back and you think fuck me I was miserable yeah and I was just a shit person back then in my opinion and I think this has been a major since like the day I left that job to do this full time it's like just a major turning point in like my personality and I think when you are working alone and it's just you granted I'm speaking to people through the screen every day but it is you are on your own you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. And yeah, it was just a massive turning point. So was I happy doing what I was doing before? Yeah, but not like, not true, true happiness kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? It was still like, oh, wake up. I don't want to go to work. Like 
I at the moment like want to wake up earlier so I can work more. Like I don't because I know I've just burned myself into the ground. But it's like if I could work all the day, all the hours of the day, I, I would. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point. Like sometimes you have to experience something better, or like tr- like you said, true happiness to realize, oh, like shit, I I wasn't really happy then. That wasn't. Yeah. And at the same time, in two years' time, I might be doing something completely different. Or I might have just, something might have happened in my life and thought, you know what, actually, no, I wasn't happy back then and now I am. Okay, granted, I feel happy now, but I felt happy back then as well. So (laughs) you don't know. Yeah. And I also think what's right for you can change. And it's really important to be accepting of that. Like so many people get stuck doing something and they just don't have the courage to try something new, to take that leap and to take a chance on something else. Yeah. You probably thought you were happy competing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you probably realised, no, I probably wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so true, like, when you're wrapped up in something, it's so hard to then take a step back or, like, try, move on, take a different path, but sometimes that's what you need to do. And at the end of the day, like, if you did that, for example, if you left your old job and went online coaching and you were like, actually, this isn't right for me, you can always change again. Yeah, I wish I kind of like realized that like, cause I'm quite, I know we've got that question in there, but like I have to be 3 million percent sure of something before I do it. Like I'm a big worrier. And it's like, if I could have just said to myself, cause I'll say it to people, you know, if you leave your job and you hate it, you know, like you, you can go and do another job. Yeah. I, and I wish I fucking said that to myself. <laughs> to myself. Yeah. I probably would have done it a lot sooner, but. It's I know. Hindsight is a great thing. And right. so when was it that you actually I know you've covered that you started online coaching when you were working selling minis and things like that when was that how long ago was it from now and why did you initially start online coaching so my first ever client was five years ago and he's still a client (laughs) so he's my first and most long-standing member he's also become my best friend and in Two and a half weeks' time, I am his groomsman at his wedding, which is sick. Um, that's why I love coaching, because you can um, develop some great relationships. But I started just helping because he'd come to me with the issues, and I was just like, cool, I'll try and help you if I can. Like, I wasn't going, I'm an online coach, all this sort of stuff. I was, it wasn't like that. It wasn't meant to end up like this. Yeah. I can remember being on a podcast, like, probably four years ago, and the host asking me, would you ever do it full time? No chance. Because I, I didn't I didn't want to. And I was very much like a believer of, well, everyone says they're an online coach. I don't want to be like that. Um, and at least until I know everything, I wouldn't say that that's what I'm actively doing. So it was just helping friends out at the time because I'd lost like a considerable amount of weight. You, you know my background, but I was like 21 stone. So near enough 300 pounds. And I was just fat. Like I didn't go to the gym um, and then I lost like 11 stone or something in like in the space of a year and just got, as I said before, when I get into something, I have to do it like extreme, um, good things and bad things about that. But it's like, I made it like absolutely everything. So when people were seeing that, it was kind of like people naturally ask you, right, how did you do that? I'm like, okay, I'll just show you. So like I never charged anyone or anything for like the first like, year probably. I ended up like helping like 10 people at the time, but I wasn't like actively 
marketing it or anything like that. It was just like people were coming asking, yeah, cool, I'll sort that. And I've always been a heavy social media user anyway. So I'd always put pictures up and stuff. And but I'd never put like, you know, DM me, I've got five spaces, you know, which you still shouldn't do, FYI. But um, it's like it was just it came just as like a natural progression thing. So that was yeah, five years ago. And I remember I got to a point where I was floating between, and it was this was a couple of years down the line there, pretty much when I started Mini, I probably had between 20 and 25 clients at the time. And I was charging for the service and stuff. But, you know, it was just through WhatsApp and stuff like that. It wasn't anything like amazing. And again, I still wasn't trying to do it as like a job. I just thought it was like an extra income on the side. Like, that's cool. Yeah. And then it got to, what year did COVID happen? It was 20, 2020. Yes. Yeah. March, wasn't it? Yeah. So towards like the end of 2019, I was floating around like 30 clients. I was thinking, I, I was hating the job at the time. I was thinking, I think I could like do this and like start. So like I said to you, just, it's like, if, I, if I'm going to do something, it has to be like, everything has to be set up, ready to be like amazing. Like I, I can't go into it like half hour. So I was like, right. I remember being upstairs at Mini and on my notes on my phone, like doing like a, a business plan of like, right, how am I going to expand this? How am I going to, like, going to do clothing? I'm going to create a brand. I'm going to start it as a limited company, all this sort of stuff. And I remember my dad is like my business advisor <laughs> and he's also my accountant, luckily. Um, so he does all that sort of stuff. And I was saying, he's like, you know, when people don't really understand what online co- coaching is, yeah. that was very much my dad at the start and still doesn't understand why these people are giving me their money, but he's very proud which is good um but he was like yeah man like we'll just just see what happens like just just go for it I was like right cool I'm gonna I'm gonna aim to leave in the new year and I want I wanted like a reliable 35 40 clients which is more than enough yeah like it's more than enough okay granted if you're charging 10 quid a month for someone it's not but you know in this day and age you know it's it's not 10 quid a month these days so I was like, right, I'm going to get to that because I just want to triple make sure. And at the end of the day, when you're receiving two incomes, you don't want to go back down to one. Yeah. So it was like, right, well, if I've got all this time, then I'll be able to expand it more. I'll be able to take on more people, all this sort of stuff. And then this COVID stuff started coming out and I thought, fuck, this is going to just ruin it. And I was really worried. And then I remember where I was when the gym shut and I was at work, it was a Sunday, and I was on my work laptop making home gym programs for everyone I got to like make sure you're okay, all this sort of stuff. I'm gonna record them a loom video when I get back and tell everyone hey, it's gonna be fine because like, I can't lose these people. And I remember I, get, I got sent home from work then, all car dealerships shut. I was like, right, well, I can't sell cars from home, so I'm gonna do this and never go back. Like, I was like, this is, go- this is what's gonna happen now. And I remember the first week I lost one client and gained 12. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? So I was already at like 50, uh, 40 at that point. I was like, right, okay. I just need to keep going with this. At the time I was dieting for a photo shoot and Joe was like, he's my coach, was like, look, you know, it's going to be difficult now, this COVID stuff and all this sort of stuff, but if you don't want to do it, I was like, no, I need to do this as a, a business-like plan, you know, Everyone wants to get coached while you're in shredded. 
Yeah. Like it's just, you know, it, unfortunately that is sometimes the way it is. So I'm going to make a big shout about this. I started a YouTube channel. I started making my own clothing. I was just putting everything into, uh, this is all I had like to do. And luckily I was getting furlough pay <laughs> at the same time for just sitting at home. Brilliant. So I was like, if you, if you don't do it now, it's not going to, it's not going to happen. And I think I must've been out of, out of the job for minimum six months. It had to have been probably maybe more. And um, even at the time of like when it was time to leave, I was up to about like 70, 75 clients and I was still shitting myself about leaving. I was like, this is more than enough. Like, don't be stupid. But it's the case of like, right, I could wake up tomorrow and everyone's left me. Yeah, granted, that's probably not going to happen if you're good. (laughs) Okay, but I'm very much, I always think of the worst case scenario, a bit of a pessimist. Um, and I was waiting for them to, I was waiting for the phone call of them to call me back in because people were being like called back in like one by one, like not getting everyone back in at the same time, you know, social distance and all that. And because I lived the furthest away, I was like the last to be called in. So it was like months after the first people had gone back in. So again, it was just giving me more and more and more time. And I remember them ringing me and they were like, right, we're going to, um, we're going to invite you back in. And I was like, yeah, brilliant, absolutely fine. And I already knew like, I'm not going fucking back. And it would have been, it was like the first of the month, which was a Tuesday. And I went back in on the Monday instead. And I was just like, I'm not coming back. What do I do? Because like, I can't, I can't give you any notice. Like, I can't give you a letter of notice because I'm not coming back. And they're like, we'll find out what you need to do. But they were like, my boss at the time was like buzzing. Yeah. So that was good. And then that was two years ago, three weeks ago amazing fucking mental incredible journey and would you say that this transition into online coaching or online coaching as a career has been easier or harder than expected okay i'm gonna i'm gonna come at this with like a two-pronged answer here okay two seconds i'm just gonna shut the window we've got builders outside two seconds no stress (laughs) So I can answer this two ways, okay? It's easier than expected because I absolutely fucking love it. Like, you know what I'm like, Danny. I mean, we we saw each other on the weekend. I'm so, like, just (laughs) obsessed with not just, like, bodybuilding or helping someone change and stuff like that, just everything to do with helping someone, like, I'm obsessed with. Like, so my missus calls me Mr. Help. Like, if, if there's a problem, I need to sort, like, I need to fix it. I need to help and stuff like that. And when you're waking up and you really want to start work and you don't ever want to stop work, that's, as far as I'm concerned, the job is a piece of piss. It's easy. Yeah. Uh, in terms of being harder than expected, yeah, because I'm fucking tired. <laughs> um, and uh, it, it is so easy to just, and you know this because I think you've been in, in the same position. If you can just go hard, hard, take on everyone in the world and you end up burning out. Okay. And to anyone else, if they saw like the number of clients that I handle, I think that's far too much. I have actually quite a good balance with it because I'm just very efficient at what I do. I wake up at the same time every day. I start work at the same time every day and I aim to finish at the same time every day. So I have the time for myself. And it never, it's rarely ever that I go over the time unless it's something like 
disastrous has happened. Cool. Um, but in terms of like how hard it is, I would like someone to come and do one day of what I do. It's really fucking hard. And it is mentally exhausting because I am, if I could be in the worst mood in the world, okay, my nan's dog's cat could have died, whatever, okay, but no one would ever know that yeah. I'm in a bad mood because as soon as that camera goes on, yes, bro, what's going on? Like, you know, it's not an act, but at the end of the day, if I'm depressed on a checking video, my clients will probably be depressed as well. Yeah. So it, it is mentally demanding and people unload a lot of shit on you, okay? And who's listening to my shit? Not many people, okay? Because I'm too caught up doing all this. So it can be mentally challenging. But at the end of the day, if I found it really hard, I would just stop taking people on. Yeah. Simple. So a bit of a two answer there, but if, I think anything is easy if you just absolutely love it. Yeah. No, I really like that because it's important to make the point of like, because I think some people think when you say something's easy, they think that means you don't work much or yeah, no effort. Yeah. It, they think it means no effort, but what it really means is you're really passionate about what you do. And so you can put the required effort in whilst it still feels easy but that doesn't mean it's not tiring it doesn't mean that you don't get burnt out because you can yeah but it just means you have the passion to be able to pick yourself up and continue doing what you're doing yeah exactly and it's like people just see it as you just do check-ins I'm like yeah I do but I also respond to two to three thousand messages per day which is a lot Okay, I then also aim to go to every single show that a client competes at, every single expo, physique collector stuff. It's a lot. And I've got to train, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And the whole, like, when I said, you know, I wake up at the same time every day and start work at the same time every day. Yeah, granted, I want to, but also if I don't, I can't finish the work in time. Yeah. There's a lot of it. So it's like, well, I have to just be disciplined. This is like... The, the biggest tip I give to people when they start like online coaching, you need to treat it like a fucking job. Yeah. And a job requires that you start at a certain time and you finish at a certain time. And sometimes when you need to work more, you need to go over. Do you know what I mean? So like as soon as people start treating it like that, they normally get better at the job. Do you think the fact that you've come from a like normal job has helped with your ability to do that? Uh, no, actually. Because probably not the answer you're thinking I was gonna give it, but I would do anything to to not be at those jobs sometimes. Yeah. So in terms of like the routine there, you know, yes, I had a routine and stuff like that when I was there, but I would have done anything to get out of that routine. Whereas now I do anything to be in the routine. But I get what you say in terms of like, you know, times of being places and stuff like that. Yes. Okay, but I am also the most organized man on the planet, like yeah. organized. So I think just my personality helps with that because like I, I wasn't bothered if I was late to my old job, but I'd be like, I'm pissed off if I'm like starting at 20 past six, not quarter past six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, which is, again, there's a plus point there, but there's probably a bad trait there as well. And um, give yourself a break, bro. It's five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And 
Christian, out of interest, this is a conversation, I've not written this question down, but it's a conversation I was having with someone the other day. Do you feel like making time to do things outside of work, such as doing things with Sophie, making time to wind down in the evenings, do you feel like that enables you to work even harder during your working hours? 100 fucking percent. I'm so glad you've asked that because when I first met Soph, I worked seven days. I could do check-ins over a seven-day period. It's not just, it's just normal. And I think, again, because I'm quite a routine person, if you take away or tell me to change a part of my routine, I shit myself, okay? But Sophie's like, you work a Sunday. What the fuck is wrong with you? And I was just like, yeah, bro, you know, work harder than me and all that. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, maybe if you like made like time for yourself, you'd probably feel a bit better about work in the week. And I was just like, okay. And she was like, don't worry. She was like, if you tell your clients who check in on a Sunday, they need to check in a different day. They're not going to be bothered. Like they won't, they physically will not care. And I'm like, oh yeah, but you know, so I remember messaging everyone and I think we'd only been together for like two weeks, <laughs> already bossing <laughs> around. Um, and I messaged them like, yeah, yeah, no worries. Just let me know what day you want to do. Oh, sweet. And now like, I mean, I do put <laughs> like a substantial amount of work from Monday to Friday. Saturday, I pretty much do, I, I think I have like four check-ins on a Friday, whereas I do between 25 and 30 Monday to Friday every day. Um, so when I get to the Saturday and I've only got two, I'm like, oh, buzzing. Okay. And I also have like my working hours with my WhatsApp and, and Saturday is kind of like a half contact day. So it's like after five, like I'd prefer if you didn't message me. Okay. Whereas normally in the week it's eight o'clock on a Sunday, it's zero contact, which sounds harsh. Okay. But at the same time, let me give you my phone and Tell me how you feel when WhatsApp goes off between two and 3,000 times a day, and so does Instagram. You're probably going to feel pretty knackered, and you need that day to switch off. And, you know, clients, and I do have to bring it up a lot to people to remind them, because they just see it as it's just one person. It's just their messaging. Yeah, but if 120 do, it's a different... I haven't got a day off, you know. And they'll say, well, I don't expect you to reply. That's cool, but it's the fact that my phone's fucking going off. Yeah. And very much, I can't have notifications on my phone when I go to bed. I oh, yeah. I'm the same. Has to be cleared. Um, but they do they do get it once I've fucking <laughs> told them a couple of times. But, yeah, having that, well, I have a full day off Sunday. Granted, I might be at a show or whatever, um, but I'm not physically at my computer. I'm not looking at a screen all day. I'm not setting people up. I'm not doing consultations. I'm not doing check-ins. Saturdays, I do very little. That enables me to work that Monday to Friday and just smash it. Yeah. And I do need that time of the weekend. And I probably, like, if I was single, I probably, I probably would do the seven days. But, like, I love being with self. So it's like I need to make that a priority. And at the end of the day, like, I try and think of it as, like, if I had a normal job, I'm working Monday to fucking Friday. I'm probably not going to see my missus as much simple you know but Sophie's like polar opposite of me when it comes to like work like I will put myself into the absolute ground to make like a whatever you want to call a success out of something whereas Sophie is more like I'd rather have 20 to 30 clients okay enough money to live enough money to go on holiday and just chill out for four days a week I'm like fair play but if I if I had four days a week to chill I would find something to do and find something to make a business of or something because <laughs> I'm just like a 
a bit of a scatterbrain like I'm always thinking of, of something else so yeah no. I'm very similar like I'm going on holiday with my mum and my sister on Monday and I physically can't work because I'm going with my mum and my sister like I'm staying in a in a hotel with them and mm-hmm. it's like the first time I've really done that properly mm-hmm. and yeah it's making me feel kind of anxious well I'm gonna make you feel less anxious okay because I did that for the first time last year and I'm about to do it in three weeks and two days because I'm going away Okay, granted, if I did like five holidays a year, I wouldn't take five holidays a year off work. Yeah. I can do this from anywhere. However, sometimes you need a fucking break, okay? And if you ask every single one of your clients, have you got annual leave from your job? They'll say yes, okay, because it's the law, all right? (laughs) So when they go on holiday, are they getting, are they doing work? No, they're taking it off as annual leave. You have a job you have annual leave, fucking take it, okay? And when I did this last year, and I went back and forth in my head so much about not doing it, or I'll find a way to do them, or whatever, okay? It was when I went to Sweden with Soph New Year's Eve. At the end of the day, if one of my clients has got a problem with not checking in once in a year, okay, that's their fucking problem as far as I'm concerned. That's, that's their issue, okay? You've got my phone number. You can message me whenever you want. That's cool. I'm just not doing check-ins. Yeah. You will survive. Okay. And at the end of the day, I was so nervous about doing it. And when you're messaging a lot of people to tell them, you know, I'm taking a week off. It's quite daunting. I was anxious about it. I was nervous, stressed. Do you think anyone had a problem with it? No. <laughs> oh. Everyone's like, bro, that's sweet, man. Go and have a good time. You deserve it. All this sort of stuff. Because your clients... Like they're giving you their money for a reason. They like you for a start. They trust you. They, you're getting you know results out of them or helping them with something. They appreciate you. They fucking your clients love you. So if you say you're going on holiday, and you're going to take a week off. I promise you, they'll be like, yeah, no worries. Yeah, exactly. And it is funny. Like I was talking to one of my clients about it, and she made a really good point. She was like, I've she said obviously I'm not going to say any names here but she said I've been with coaches in the past and I've always felt like they've never really practiced what they preach because they've told me to rest and recover and they've told me to take down time and wind down before bed and they've never done it themselves yeah yeah like you know sometimes I'm a massive culprit of that and I'll have to say to them do as I say not as I do yeah no caffeine intake (laughs) stuff like that I'm awful for it and I'm telling them that you know you shouldn't be having it after 1pm and all this sort of stuff and you know um so yeah like is sometimes you have to practice what you preach and they'll respect you for that yeah yeah exactly and so we briefly kind of touched on this but yeah we briefly touched on this but what do your working hours look like in reality through the week on those busy working days? Okay, so like I said, I start, uh, well, I wake up, my morning routine, this is how bad I am, <laughs> is wake up at six, start work at quarter past six. Okay, so I just get straight into it because I have to, else it ain't gonna get done. Um, for like the times that I want to train and stuff like that, I still need to make time for myself and stuff, I have to do that. So I'll do all my check-ins before I go to the gym because I can't go to the gym and have check-ins on my phone because I feel bad. Like, I'm the most impatient man in the world, okay? Like, like most men, to be honest, okay? If I want something, I want it yesterday. 
So I treat clients the same. When they're sent a check-in, I don't want them waiting till nine o'clock at night. Like, I think that's shit service. Yeah. So when someone's checked in at six and I've got their check-in back to 20 past six, they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, hey, bro, don't worry about it. You know, just, you know. And I, I'm, I'm just, I work very well in the morning. Like, if I've trained and I've got to do work, I'm like, just monged out. Like, I just don't want to do anything like proper taxing. So from 6 a.m. to 1, I do all my check-ins in like a couple of blocks there. Like, yeah, I eat in, in between that time and stuff like that. And I, I go for a walk between meals and stuff like that. But 6 to six a.m. to 1 p.m. is check-in time. I'll train. But whilst I'm training, which is, again, probably a bad habit, I do have my phone on. Don't put it on, like, aeroplane mode or anything like that. Because, look, if I can send a response to someone, it takes me five seconds to do it. I want to do it. I don't want them waiting. Like, I just... My my service means more to me than, like, I'm a little bit distracted in the gym. It, it does. Like, and I'm okay with that. I'm not going to be a fucking IFBB pro anytime soon. Okay? So it can... Yeah. I'm not going to be doing it whilst I'm doing a fucking set. You know? So to me, it makes a difference. And that's just what I like doing. So to me, replying to clients is work. So it's 6 a.m. till 8 p.m. I'm, I would say I'm working. Like if I'm eating, yeah, I'm replying to people. Or, you know, when I'm back from the gym, I think my post-workout, I've gone for a walk. I normally then have, if I've got a setup to do, I'll try and do that in there, which is always a, a video setup. So, you know, it's 20 minutes of recording myself after I've done their setup, which is, you know, a three or four day job. Um, and then I also put like consultations on the evening as well. Not, I don't really have like, um, like coaching consultations because yes, I do offer them, but with how I respond to an inquiry, by the time they've watched the stuff that I send them and stuff like that, they don't need a, a consultation, um, which is, is good because finding the time to do this is difficult. So it's normally like people paying for a consult on like subjects of choice, they want to learn about peaking a client. They want to learn about certain drugs. They want to learn about certain training styles, stuff like that. So I'll normally put them on the evening and I normally have a 6 p.m. slot and an 8 p.m. slot. So it can be 8 p.m. I finish, it can be 9 p.m. sometimes. So yeah, long. <laughs> Monday to Friday is a lot of hours. But then like I say, like Saturday and Sunday is pretty much completely off. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah. I think it's good for people to get an idea because again, I think that, there's a common sort of misconception that people just kind of sack it off who are online coaches and do whatever they want through the day, which is obviously not the case. But I mean, a lot of them do, but they're also the yeah. ones that their clients are coming to us. Yeah. And being like, I'm getting shit service here. Help me. Okay. And when I get someone that's come from someone and they say, I've had a bad experience, I'm going to blow their fucking head off. Like, they will be, I want them to be in shock and be like, fuck, this is what I'm paying for. Because like I will say by my own admission, my coaching is not cheap. However, when you see the service, you'll realize why I can charge this amount of money because yeah. it's fucking good. You know, the day I have someone leave and they say my service is shit, I'll probably kill myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> sounds like an exaggeration, but like that's how much my service like means to me. I don't have the ifbb pro physique to rely on getting clients okay i don't have that at all like my physique does not get me clients and i'm okay with that that's fine by me okay 
So I have to rely on other things. And if you're passionate about giving a good service, people talk about it. Yeah, exactly. That's the best way to be. And that, like, clients that you get through referrals and because they see that you're great at what you do, they're the best clients. Because if someone comes to you just because you look good and they don't really know anything about you or your service, they might find that their ability to trust you isn't as good. They might have trouble, like actioning what you tell them to do and they might also want instant results because they've seen your physique and they think I want to look like that right now <laughs> which is obviously not possible. not possible neither is it relatable like yeah. I've been massively underweight I've been massively overweight and I've done bodybuilding shows I've been kind of every kind of spectrum you can think of and that's why I can relate to to most people not most people I would say I relate to 100% of my clients because I've probably been in the situation that they're in at some point and that normally makes it easier to work together. You know what I mean? Because you're not just sprouting bullshit. Yeah. And it's so good that you have that love for what you do because, yeah, when I get, like, it's something that I've had quite a lot recently when I get inquiries through from people that have had really bad experiences, it genuinely breaks my heart. And I also don't understand how the coach lives with themselves because I yeah. just, like... I couldn't take days to reply to a check-in. Like, I couldn't... Yeah, me, me, me and Soph have this, like, conversation, like, daily. It's like, when someone says, oh, yeah, man, it takes, like, 48 hours to respond to a check-in. What the fuck are you doing for those two days? Yeah. And I can guarantee there's someone else on the team that they like more that's getting a response like that. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. Like, my aim for everyone... like. Everyone knows how busy I am in terms of like my clients. They get it, okay? But I want them to feel like they are my only client. When they ask something, they get it. When they check in, they fucking get it. If they've got a problem, it gets solved. Like, it, and like, you know, when it's three days for a response to a question and it's a one-word answer, what, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't understand. And like, I think now that good service is out there and there is people offering good service, those coaches are not going to be around for much longer, okay? Because, like, shit rolls downhill, okay? And as soon as one person starts saying one thing, so will everyone else, you know? The problem is I can't take on everyone, which is really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so. And so what aspects of what you do, Christian, are you most grateful for? Um, like I said earlier, I am Mr. Help. And... I just like, okay, bodybuilding clients. Yeah, it's great putting someone on stage. I get much more satisfaction out of a gem, gem pop client. Yeah. Because they've normally got more to learn from you. Okay. Because, you know, most bodybuilders, whatever, who are going to go on stage, they know what they're doing. They probably want to know like more optimal ways of doing things. And that's why they're, they're coming to you. Because normally, if you come into a coach, it's because they know more than you. They want to learn about different things and they want that accountability for, for show and they want someone to, you know, not make them do stupid things. Cool. But with a gem pop client, sometimes it's physically saving their life. Yeah. You know, I've had multiple people that are nearly 400 pounds. Like, you're going to die at some point if you carry on. So we need to sort this. And then to have them also leave after we've done the job because they can go away and do it themselves. There's nothing better than that. Like Mr. Mr. Off, Mr. OPH on, on Insta, 
he came to me and he'd been 400 pounds before he came to me at 360 and left me at 218 okay and now when i saw him um at fitex he's lost another 10 pounds since not being with me and you know what it's like Dan. sometimes when someone leaves you they fuck up big time yeah. and they come back to you in two months and say hey bro i'm fat again can you help me but yeah cool let's go but for someone like that who i've been working with him for you know over two years and for him to come to me and say at the weekend bro since i haven't been with you i lost like another 10 pounds like that means so much more to me than a plastic fucking medal yeah. okay you know that's not me saying i don't care about the <laughs> the bodybuilders and stuff but I do genuinely get more satisfaction out of like a gem pop point and like helping just someone like even stuff like, you know, I've got a lot of people that have come to me with like really bad relationships with food, like awful. And it's like, right, this is what we're like. They want the physique progress and they want to get into great shape. Okay. Well, first we need to sort this massive fucking issue that is your food. Okay. We're going to sort that first. Yeah. But what about physique? Okay. Will you sort this as a byproduct of that? Your physique will get better. Yeah. Simple. Let us sort that. And when you sort someone's issues out of food, fuck me, it's like you rejoice. You know, it's like hallelujah. You you can eat bread and not think you're going to die. You know, yeah. stuff like that. It's like it's just it is majorly satisfying. And I have no shame in saying that I have cried on many check-ins because it's like helping someone that much is like it's just yeah, it's sick. It's sick because when you know as much as like we know it's common sense but to others it's just not and when they get and they click like oh yeah it just makes sense to do this or to do that it's just oh, breath of fresh air and things like changing someone's relationship with food gen- genuinely changes their entire life like yeah. their entire life whereas obviously like you said you know respect to anyone who makes physique based progress yeah. or I think the life-changing stuff really comes down to like relationship with food progress, taking from someone from being like severely overweight to healthy. That is life-changing. Like it's transformative yeah. and it's incredible. Yeah, it's like a just like an overwhelming like sense of like satisfaction of like fuck. And that's like like if a client wins a show or something, I'm like, yeah, man, fucking buzzing. But you know. It's not life changing. And yeah, I just get a, a more of a overwhelming satisfaction of like this guy's life is like changed forever. Like they can go away on holiday and either not put on 50 pounds of fat in a week, okay, or have been so scared to eat that they haven't had a good time. But now they can go away and just like eat like a fucking adult. Like just eat like a normal human would, like when you're hungry. And stop when you're full and go away and enjoy the pizza that's not chicken and rice. You know, oh, yeah, it's class. Yeah. And so on the flip side of that, what is the biggest challenge you faced since starting online coaching full time? Um, self-belief, like massively. Um, I'm quite a, it might look like from outside looking in, I'm the most confident person in the world. And you know for well, Danny, because you've known me for a long time. I am not. Okay. And I do suffer quite a lot with like my own personal anxiety and like high stress and stuff like that. And putting far too much pressure on myself and to deliver just like what I want to deliver. Like it is, it is too much pressure sometimes. 
Um, but like the whole, I probably only think that like in the last like five, six months, like, oh yeah, I'm actually pretty good at this. Like, because it's when you've got certain names coming to you, I don't like name people who are coming to you for help. I'm like, what the fuck? Why is he coming to me? And you have that realization, right? This guy's giving me money to learn. I must be all right, like surely. And sometimes you just, I sometimes have to take like a setback and like look at where I am in life and what's happened in the space of two years since leaving my job. It's fucking mental. But a lot of times I give myself shit of like, well, you, you need to be better than that or you're not that good or whatever. So it's probably, yeah, it's just like the self-belief and the fucking, I should have left my job way sooner. <laughs> But it's great in hindsight, you know, and at the end of the day, everything happens for a reason. Maybe if I had left sooner, it wouldn't be like it is now. And out of interest, is there anything that you've done that has helped you with that self-belief? Get better at my job. <laughs> like, but, but that, I know it sounds, it sounds stupid, but, you know, when you do something more, you get better at it. You know, you ride a bike a million times, you're probably going to be better at it than when you rode it the first hundred times. Yeah, and it's the same with this. It's like, I remember talking to my dad in my back in his back garden at home. And was like, right, how many clients you got now? I was like, right, I've got 50. He's like, could you handle any more than that? I was like, absolutely fucking no chance. I can't. And within a space of a month, I was like, I could probably do 10 more. Because it's just an efficiency thing. You just get better at doing it, okay? And that is what's made me believe in myself more, is just by getting better, you know, and just putting this amount of time, effort, investment into this as a business and as myself in, in general, like that's kind of just, I don't know, just getting better at that something is just made me believe it like more, just doing it more over time. Like if I can keep doing this for more years and more years and more years, I'm probably going to start believing myself a little bit more. Yeah. But it's, it's probably just sitting back sometimes and just being like, right, have a bit of a reality check. You know, look around you. Look at what you've done. You are good at this, mate. <laughs> okay, chill out a bit. Stop putting so much pressure on yourself and just... But I think the added pressure I put myself is just it makes me continue to keep doing well. Yeah. I mean, because if I, I, I hate staying stagnant or regressing fucking hell. Like, that's like swear, you're swearing at me. Um, so, yeah, I'm always looking to just, just be better. Definitely. And so people might be listening to this who kind of want to be in your shoes. Like they might be thinking about leaving their job. They might even just be a personal trainer who wants to go online. Have you ever had a business coach to help you with the success of your business? I haven't. Um, but like, firstly, my dad has never worked for anyone in his entire life. He's always been self-employed. He's always done something itself. So I've kind of had it instilled in me from when I was young. Like, I'm going to do something myself. Yeah. Granted, I hadn't got a fucking clue what it was. But like every job that I did, I was like, right, when I was in bars, I'll, I'll get my own bar. If I was selling cars, I could get my own car pitch. I was always thinking of ways to like just not work for anyone. I don't really like people, like, you know, authoritative. I'm not very good with authority at all. If someone tells me to do something, I will tell them to fuck off. Yeah, I'm just not good at that sort of thing, um, especially if it's not something I want to do. Um, so I haven't had a business coach, no. I learned a lot from my dad in terms of, from a business aspect. 
Um, but I coached for a, a four or five month period, Ben Hawksworth. Okay. And just being around him, even him just checking in is like, he's got a very infectious personality. And I'm always inspired by like people around me who are doing well. Like I find it like a massive, like, um, like it's inspiring, but it's like, it makes me want to just like do better. And like, right, how can I do that now? And the guy is a fucking machine. He's absolutely mental. I've never met anyone like it. And that kind of, we, we did have a call together and he kind of like tore my business apart a little bit and was like, you shouldn't be doing this. You should be doing that. He's like, no way are you charging that money. You should be charging this money. He's like, for what you're doing, you're way better than that. And it kind of, he put a lot of things into perspective for me. Yeah. If anyone was ever going to go with a business coach, I couldn't recommend Ben like higher. Um, but I've never had one myself because I'm very much, a, I want to figure things out myself. And at the same time, and this sounds like a dick head thing to say, I don't think I need one. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean I, don't, I wouldn't recommend them. You know, I offer consultations to help, to help clients, but I don't do it as like, like I do a mentorship program for my clients who are coaches, but I won't do them unless they are my client because they're checking with me every week. They're learning anyway because they see how I work they're going to get something from that regardless. Um, but yeah, I don't have a problem with the business coaching at all because there are ones out there that are going to help you. And this is the same with coaches in general. There's also ones out there that are absolutely shit. That is just sales, sales, sales. Well, coaching is not fucking sales. It's not. Okay. How many times have I said I've got five spaces left? I haven't. Okay. Because what I would rather someone do is say, I've got a hundred spaces left. Please, someone can fill them. Because it's just being honest. People respect honesty. And just like, you know, preaching about how much you earn in a month and stuff like that, that doesn't want to make me work with someone. No. Okay. Seeing the fruits of someone's labor is inspiring. Yeah. I couldn't really give a shit what you earn there. You know, it's just it's bragging rights. And I don't think it's... Uh, very professional put it that way do you think that someone should like this is my opinion personally that someone should focus on being fantastic at what they do and being the best coach possible before they then start to supplement that with a business coach 100 okay because like if i'm helping someone i find it a lot easier to help someone that's got 30 clients than it's got zero because are you even any good and if you've got 30 clients, you're probably decent because you've, you've managed to get 30 clients and you're getting some results and stuff like that. Concentrate on, I, I think the biggest tip I, tip I can give anyone who wants to be a coach is get a really good fucking coach. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, when I started working with Joe, that's when I also started doing Loom videos the week after he sent me one because I was like, what the fuck is this? Right, I need to do that. And, you know, Again, I would probably say at the moment, 50% of my clientele are coaches themselves. I am desperate for them to take on board stuff that I'm doing because I like to believe that I'm doing good things and not sprouting dumb shit and fucking up people's health and shit like that. Like, that's not me. So I said this quite earlier, shit rolls downhill. 
if you're being coached by someone shit and then you decide to be a coach yourself, you're probably going to be shit as well. Simple. So get someone who's good and granted that might cost you more money. Speculate to accumulate. Normally you buy cheap, you buy twice. You know, simple as that. So get someone that's good. But yeah, spend time actually, you know, getting good at what you do. And the way you do that is by working with more and more people. Yeah. From everyone. And in the fitness industry as a whole, there's certain parts of our industry which are absolutely brilliant, but there's also certain parts which can be not so great. If you could change one thing about coaching within the fitness industry, what would it be? Right. This is pre-warning the question that I was stuck on when I was looking at it today. I was like, because it's like I've got a list. Like, how many things do you want to change in? Okay. If it was one thing, like, I, I, I genuinely like don't know, like, properly how to answer it, but like some sort of like regulation yeah. would be amazing. Okay. I know someone at the moment, I won't name names, who is working on sort of like a trip advisor kind of style thing of like reviews for, for the coaching industry, but it has to be done like, you know, you have to prove you've worked for this person. You can't just sprout shit online about something. Um, it, something needs to be done because quite frankly, and you will agree with me on this because I know the kind of people that you work with, I am sick of cleaning up shit and like having to focus so much on someone's health before I can even start progressing with them because they're so fucked from multiple things, like whether that's drug use, whether that's just chronic under-eating, over-cardioing for nothing. And it's quite frankly normally because the person doesn't got a fucking clue what they're doing and they're too scared to say, I think you should probably stop right here and maybe compete another year so we can probably get like health back on track and stuff like that, get your body responding, all this sort of stuff. Like I'm sick of people coming to me and saying I've been on Clen for a year and it's post, I'm a year post-show. What, what are you doing? Like just, I can't stand ill-informed people. Like, and they then sprout their knowledge to someone and you know we'll put out online my clients do like the least amount of cardio yeah but they're also taking the most amount of drugs you fucking bellend yeah you know like i just like you you know what i'm quite like on, on online i do i don't mind outing people but i wish i had a page that i could dedicate to the shit that i hear or the shit that people do to get rid of these people sooner and that's not because i want to then take those clients and have them for myself because, you know, I've got to a point now, I don't need anyone else. I want more people because I want to work with certain types of people and I, I like helping everyone. But, you know, there, there is enough people in this world for everyone to have loads of clients, okay? But I want those, all of these people to be learning good stuff. Yeah. And stuff that's going to help them not just fuck them up. Definitely. For no reason whatsoever. Yeah. I think there also has to come some element of personal responsibility like when you know when people are looking for coaches people need to do more thorough research and look into things in more detail because I think everyone obviously there are so many people in the world now that just want instant gratification that want like instant results and so they'll they might see a transformation be like oh I want to look like that too so I'll just sign up with that coach but they they need to they need to look into things further Talk, talk to their clients. 
Like when someone, like I'll still get sometimes someone messages saying, hey bro, why should I go with you? And not that I'm being cocky or at my ass. If you're messaging me, you shouldn't be having to fucking ask that. You know, just take a look around you, you know. But I was like, bro, just feel free, message like any of my clientele because I can guarantee you out of everyone, no one will say a bad thing. And I pride myself on that. And that's not being cocky. That's just knowing that you're really good at something and you are putting out good information. You are helping people. And stuff. Because at the end of the day, if you're shit, well, people are going to leave. You know, so contact people that currently work with that person and ask them. Don't ask the ones that are genetic fucking freaks who are being plastered over that person's social media all the time because they're probably going to say one thing, yeah, man, it's great look at me, you know, or sort of, and it's like, that's, I, I don't give a shit about transformation. It's like, like it's just, like, go and ask people that, that work with the person. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I took on someone last night, and I, I won't name her, but she's been thinking about joining for eight months, okay? And it's took her that long because she's been doing research about everyone else as well as me. And then asking people that she's close to and people that she trusts, should I go with this person? Luckily, they said, yeah, so that's good. But they wouldn't be saying yeah if you shit. Yeah. yeah simple. And I'm giving some weird answers here, but I get off on a tangent. I think, yeah. No, I think that's a great answer, honestly. I think the best I would be more than, like if anyone was interested in working with me, I'd love them to talk to my clients because my clients... My clients know me, my clients know how I work, they know what experience they're getting and I'd much rather them hear it from them than from me and yeah. me talk about my own service. Yeah, because like, look, when I've got like an inquiry response video that I'll, I'll send out to people um, who inquire with me, which it runs out everything I do, okay? It will answer everything you'll need to know about the service, how I work, all this sort of stuff. But I also say in there, Please feel free. Like if this hasn't given you enough information, don't message some of my clients. Like I, I implore you to. So that shows you know confidence of, of where it should be with service. Yeah, definitely. And so you're now obviously a founder and a part of the physique collective. How does this differ from previously? What additional commitments do you have? So yeah, good question. I like this. Um because it means I get to talk about this as well. So it, it doesn't affect anything in terms of like me as my coach and stuff like that. It's, I, I class it as a separate thing. Um, this has been done to, we our slogan is physique development simplified. Okay, there's a lot of stuff that's put out in the industry that, you know, it might as well be written in fucking Chinese when I read it. And I'm like, I don't understand what this is. Okay, and we're here to take like, scientific based evidence like you know stuff proved by fucking science and make it so someone like me can understand it because i'm quite slow sometimes okay i need things breaking down and if i need that breaking down i can guarantee you a lot of people else will okay and it's meant to be you know done in like a a fun easy to digest like format of like videos forum based stuff and that and I, I really wanted to get involved with it, mainly because of what we've just, just spoke about in terms of, like, stop the shit being sprouted around the industry. We want good stuff to be passed down. And we have, like, you know, the best in the industry when it comes to, like, PED use, both male and female with Joe. 
who's also another founder, you know, me with the coaching side of things and just anything bodybuilding as well, you know, stuff like that. And it's about having all that stuff there of like easy to digest, easy to learn, a good community. And that like, we didn't expect that when it started. And now we've got like a thousand members and everyone feels like it's part of like a family. They can ask anything on there in confidence. They'll get an answer like that, you know, and if we haven't got, you know, a video on it, we'll go and make a video on it and stuff like that. And we just want to provide like really good value. And it's $6.99 a month for fuck's sake, you know, and there's over 200 videos on there for you to go and watch and a, a, an active forum and stuff. Um, but like commitments that come with it, to be honest, I need to post on the forum. That's about it. And I need to get our videographer here once a month to film five videos and that will go you know, across all the athletes. So we've got a, a videographer now, like on a contract, who will get in like 35 videos a month for us to, to post. So it's, um, yeah, and we just sponsored um, Fitex education stage. So we had a lot of people talking on that, a lot of people that I look up to and respect. So that was, that was really cool for us. It gets the name out there a bit more. Um, but in terms of like, like commitments that come with it, it's just like everyone knows like, with physique collective so you don't we don't have to do like much it's just getting the content out there and, and, and good solid information stuff yeah. yeah love that and so how is it balancing your own personal goals alongside coaching so again this year I had a bit of a realization uh with this and kind of like realized a lot about myself like me and Sophie moving house and I will not recommend moving house to anyone, especially when the house is not finished. Um, and it's a fucking building site still. Um, so um, we had, I think in the end, like five different moving dates over the course of like three months. And that was obviously stressful in itself. And I'd sold my house, moved out of that, moved into Sosa, we then sold Sosa's house before we could move into here. Lived with her parents for a month, which is fantastic. It's brilliant. But obviously, I can't walk around naked, which is what I like to do in my own house. So, you know, I was missing out on life a little bit here. Um, and I kind of, you know what it's like, like when you're traveling a lot and we were traveling like multiple times per week from York to Derby, Derby to York, you know, you, you've got six hours of your day gone. I have to fit in work. I was just making every excuse under the sun to like, I'm not going to prep my meals. I'll just get something on the road, all that sort of stuff. And you end up getting, you know, a wrap, protein bar, some fruit, whatever. Look, there's, there's worse diets, for sure. But when I'm not being 100% on that side of it, I think I find it very hard to be 100% in the gym and stuff as well. Like it all, for me, it kind of like goes like hand in hand. I have to be doing both to 100%. And like I said, with my, you know, I haven't got God tier genetics. I looked like shit in a, in a very short space of time because I was just not putting any effort into it. And I kind of realized, right, once I got back into the swing of it, I was so much happier. I'm happiest when I'm making progress myself. So in terms of balancing my own progress and stuff like that and my own bodybuilding, I make it a priority because I have to, as I'm not happy. And funny enough, when that got better, my work also got better because I'm happier. Because like, if I, like I said, with, with work and stuff like that, I have to be constantly progressing. But with myself, I always have to do as well. So it makes you... I've got to be accountable to that shit. Well, I'm at the gym every day, half one. Like that's my time I train. That's and it's, it's it. There's no negotiation. Um, 
Because if I didn't have that, I would just keep working all day. And then I would also be a fat bastard. And, you know, you, in some respect in online coaching, your body is your business card as, as well. You have to walk the walk, which, you know, I believe I, I definitely did last year, but I need to keep, keep doing that. Yeah. Mm. yeah, definitely. I think, like you said, you've got to recognize as well that training isn't just about your physique. It massively benefits your mindset, your motivation, your cognitive function throughout the rest of the day it is your ability it's your time to fully switch off and immerse yourself in something else and then you can go back with a fresh mind and you're better in yourself so that you can be the best version of yourself for your clients yeah exactly exactly so prioritize yourself because it works yeah love that and so for anyone who's listening that is thinking about leaving their current job to become an online coach, what would your advice be? I know this is quite a big question. Yeah, it is. But I mean, it's very situational dependent. If you've got zero clients, you've never coached before and you leave your job to be a coach, you're an idiot as far as I'm concerned. Okay. But like I said, I have quite a lot of consultations with, with online coaches who are looking to either better their service or they're in that position where I want to leave my job. How the fuck do I do it from here? And I'm sorry, if you're coming to me with 30 clients and you're charging a good rate, leave your fucking job. Because if you are at your job for 10 hours a day and you physically cannot do anything to do with coaching, imagine when you get that 10 hours back, that's 50 hours a week that you can put into gaining more clients or not even gaining more clients, just getting better at what you do. Because when you get better at what you do, as a byproduct, you'll probably get more clients. You know, it... (sighs) Like I said, it's very situational dependent. But if anyone is looking to, to leave their job and do this full time, make sure you are delivering something good. Because if you're doing a WhatsApp diet, okay, and you're not doing fucking, as far as I'm concerned, if you're not doing video feedback or detailed feedback at least, like you're missing a trick. You know, you, you should be trying to deliver like the best service possible. And unfortunately, you're probably not going to be able to do that when you've got 50 hours a week at another job doing something completely different. Yeah. You know, get yourself in a position to be able to leave your job. And I mean that in like a, look, if you're, again, been in this situation with a couple of people in the last couple of months who, who have come for consults where they've got a good amount of clients, they've got a very good job that they're very good at and they're earning good money. Okay, well, don't use any of that money Okay, because you don't need to, because your expenses are this and your income is this. Okay, you can use all that and save so that in three months' time, you can leave your job. And if things go tits up, you're not in the shit. And if things do go tits up, you can go and get another job. But try not to think that things are going to go tits up. Okay, (laughs) you'll see it in your face online. Um, But yeah, do it sooner rather than later, because if you, if you, the more you put it off, you know you'll end up never doing it. Yeah. And I was saying to a client the other day as well, if you don't do it, you will resent yourself more and more as time goes on. And that's a horrible feeling. And also if you don't try, you'll never know. Correct. Yeah. So I think sometimes you're so right. Like you've just got to take the leap. Um, On the flip side of that, just play devil's advocate. Like if you have a great job, 
and you enjoy your job and you make a good living, you don't have to jump ship and become an online coach either. But yeah. if it's genuinely what you want to do, then take a chance on it. Yeah, like, again, with certain, con- you know I'm pretty brutal when it comes to, I'm very true, I'm very honest, okay? Unfortunately, okay, not everyone can be an online coach, okay? And I sometimes put it this way, and it's not the, the only way to think of it, but if you haven't got a great rig, and you haven't got a great personality, probably not set out to do it. Because why, why would someone come to you? You know, like I have to rely on, on the personality side of things. And then the fact that it's got me here now, I can just rely on, well, I've got the results. You know, I don't have to put the personality out there, but I do because I, I like to, and people tend to react well with it. So it's good. But if you have no skill set of coaching people and you don't have a fantastic physique and you don't have a personality, I think about doing something else. I, unfortunately, that is harsh, but everyone wants to be an online coach. Like, it's okay to like something else. Like, it's okay to do a different job. Like you said, like, you don't have to quit your job to do this. You might be really, really good at your job and really enjoy it and really like bodybuilding at the same time. Keep doing that. Yeah, exactly. Love that. I think this has been a fantastic episode Christian and I really appreciate you and your time where can people find you on social media how do people get to the physique collective all of that good stuff let us know so uh, I pretty much only use Instagram as a social media thing I use Twitter or, or Facebook really um so Instagram is um Christian underscore physique collective the Physique Collective Instagram, funny enough, is Physique Collective. And so you can find it on there. And there is a link to um, the Physique Collective forum app um, in both my, my profile and that profile. So um, you can use it on the internet. You can just use it on the web if you prefer. You can download the app to an iPhone or um, what's the other thing that people, Samsung, what? Android. Android App Store. What do you, you got iPhone? iPhone, yeah. Correct. Good, good answer. Um, don't trust people that use Samsung's at all. No. Um, so you can download the app on there, $6.99 a month. You can cancel it at any time, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, you can find me on those two platforms. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you all of you for listening to this episode of the Female Fitness Podcast. It means the world if you could like, subscribe and share that you're listening on your Instagram story. Tag us both. That would be incredible. And please don't hesitate to get in touch with either of us if you have any questions or any feedback or anything like that. I would love to hear from you. And I'm sure Christian would as well.